Hey there, and welcome to the Skin Lovers Unite podcast. My name is Kelly, otherwise known as Skin Queen, and I'm so excited to educate you on all things real skin science. Over the past five years, I've gone from working as a dermal therapist to a clinical educator where I worked with some of Australia's leading skincare companies, learning so much about the skin and science behind how it all works. And now I'm here to share all my knowledge with you. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, skin lovers. I hope you are well as usual. Today on the podcast, I have a previous Skin Queen Society student with me, and I'm really excited for you to get to know her a little bit more. So today I have with me the lovely Kerry. Hi, Kerry. How are you? Great. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. So, Kerry, I'd love to ask previous students who are jumping onto the podcast to share a little bit about, you know, your story, your time in the industry, and how you started your business. Oh, well, I started as a tea and tidy when I was going to uni uh, 30 years ago. And um, my boss said to me, you don't have very many lectures this Mm -hmm. semester, do you? Because I was just going to work when she'd asked me and not going to my lectures. Um, This was way before you could do them online. Um, And then I realised that I probably didn't need a degree to be happy. And I didn't need a degree to be successful and I'd found something that I truly loved rather than trying to finish degrees to uh, impress other people's ideas of what I should be doing with my brains. I love that. So were you studying something different before you got into beauty? I I started three degrees and didn't finish any of them. I was going to be, yeah, you know, that's the thing when you got a bit of a brain people are always like oh you can't be in this dead-end job and you should be at uni and it was the 80s and my first degree was a free one so that was a good head start I should have learned and finished that one because it wouldn't have a hex debt then but still got a little bit of a hex debt but no um, economics and dietitian um, was where I was heading with a uh, yeah home economics degree Uh, and teaching was where I was probably going to end up but um yeah, and then I went and got a job at Expo, uh, 88. That's how old I am. Oh, my gosh, and, uh, so cool. <laughs> yeah, thought, hmm, you know, yeah. But, no, fell into beauty therapy. And um, so I've been a beauty therapist now 30 years, um, worked for myself now for this is, oh, 23 years in my own oh, business. Goodness. That's amazing. I, I had a feeling that you worked for yourself for that long, but I also wasn't quite sure. So good on you. Yeah, that's and, a massive uh, achievement. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, you you have all those little statistics when you start out about most businesses fail in the first five years. And and when I hit that five year mark, it was like, oh, well, maybe this is it. I I am going to, you know, this is my career because I've loved it. I've loved it from the very first minute. So, um, yeah. And it's just been one of those things. I've had staff. I managed a big salon, uh, helped to manage a big salon in Townsville. We had 10 staff when I branched out and came back to my own hometown. And um, started my own little place. So, yeah, I'm. Um, looks like I'm a beauty therapist for life. So. <laughs> it's like in your DNA now. It's part of you. You just know it so well and love it. I love that so much. Um, I had that too, like growing up. People were like, you could be a doctor. You could be a vet nurse. <laughs> yeah. You could do. And then you kind of felt like, oh, but I don't really want to do that. <laughs> um, and it was just figuring out what I wanted to yeah what I wanted to do and yeah use the brain capacity like going 
along now, there weren't dermal science degrees and there weren't skin science degrees yeah. in 1988 when I left school. I, um, and I probably would have, if I'd have known about this as a career then, yeah, I would have loved to have done that. But by the time they launched the, the skin science degrees, I was having babies and past yeah. that. And being in rural North Queensland, it's a little bit too hard to access all of that. That's it, especially if it was like prior to Zoom. I swear Zoom's only still new. So <laughs> Yeah, it's just been in these last two years that I've learned how to do it. So I know. Kind of been forced upon us, hasn't it? Um, yes. But it's interesting you say that because it's the same in New Zealand, though. And correct me to my New Zealand listeners, but I'm pretty sure they still don't have like a dermal science degree or anything like that over there. So they feel a little bit behind. And I'm like, you know, it's it doesn't limit you from learning skin. I always say, I say, mm. you know, where there's a will, there's a way. There's always different places and different people that you can go and learn skin from. So that's what leads me to my next question. How big of a part has skin played in your business? I mean, obviously having a business for as long as you have, you know, when I first entered the industry, maybe eight years ago, I felt like we were beginning to scratch the surface with becoming very skin focused and clinical results. But I would love to hear like from you with your business and your experience, has it always been about skin or did you do more traditional beauty? When did things start to change for you? Um, Skin's probably always been a passion of mine uh, in that it's just always something that I've, I've loved to and I've always taken care of my own skin even before I became a beauty therapist at how old was I when I started? I don't know, 24. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, when I first started in my job, absolutely, you had to be good at everything. Massage was never my forte yeah. and I was just lucky that I worked in a big enough salon and had been there longer than everyone else that I didn't have to do the body massage. So, you know, there, there was a, a little bit of a hierarchy going on there. So I could focus on waxing, pedicures, manicures and skin facials. You know, that was fabulous. And in the 90s, they all, um, yeah, it went a bit crazy with what they let at us, you know. And so we certainly had a big dabble with the wild side of, dermal treatments that now you would only have in a, in a doctor a cosmetic doctor's office but they just threw them <laughs> at us in the 90s and yeah have at it with some kojic acid girls and um yeah, yeah they, they were some interesting days yeah I've heard that from um, my peers in the industry before they're like oh yeah we'd whack on like a 50% glycolic without prepping and send them home and I'm like oh my yes. god <laughs> And I guess it's really come full circle now because yeah. now people are like, oh, maybe we've damaged the skins. Maybe we should actually pull it back a bit now. <laughs> but you live and you learn, I guess. I that's think that's evolution. what happened. Definitely in my instance, I definitely, when I started my own business, I was very prepared to not go into all of that in-depth stuff that could cause damage and uh, having reasonably sensitive skin myself I didn't want to put anything on any of my clients that burned the shit out of me so if it, it burnt <laughs> me nobody was getting it because I didn't want to have to deal with after the chemical burns and things that happened in our in our um, 90s experiences I yeah. thought no there's got to be a better way to get treatment and hands-on certainly has been where my business has led me now to the the care factor that you can give through touching people, but then also the benefit through just 
being yeah. able to talk about what you can do to change your skin without actually having to burn off the top layers or everything off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, have you ever had a chemical burn or anything like that yourself? I know that you said that you probably, yes. yeah. And I, I'm with yes. you because yep. that was the same as me. Like I did a really advanced treatment probably six years ago and I really damaged my skin. And I keep saying I need to pull up the photo and post it again. Um, but from there, I was like, why the hell are we doing this to people? <laughs> I'm like, how is this going to help anybody? And I was only young and I was doing everything that I was told to by the book. It's just every single step of my skincare routine had some sort of acid. And it was all about, you know, really pushing the skin yeah. and trying to get the best results. And that, you know, it wasn't even that long ago. When I think back to it, like eight years doesn't seem that far away. <laughs> um, but yeah, that for me was the changing point too. I was like, I don't want to do this to people. Like if me, my skin that I was confident with can't handle it, then why the hell am I doing it to other people? <laughs> so totally hear you on that one. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. Before we get back into it, I just had to share with you my brand new program that is going to skyrocket your confidence when it comes to educating your clients on their skin concerns. And as a result, increase product sales, treatment bookings, and the best part, client results. When you sign up to explain skin concerns like a boss, not only do you get my training that shares with you exactly how I explain each skin concern to clients, but you also get my skin concern flashcards that you can use as a visual tool during consultations. Imagine if you could increase average client spend by $100 or more simply just by educating them. As my gift to you, I'd love to give you $100 off your purchase. Click the link below in the show notes and use code EXPLAIN100 at the checkout. Now let's get back to today's episode. I would love to now ask you what led you to doing my Skin Queen Society program. You know, obviously you've been in the industry for so long and you've been working for yourself for so long and had such a passion for skin. And I'm always so curious because I'm a massive believer in like you never stop learning, but then you know, 20 years afterwards, you're like still learning and you're still investing in yourself. So I'd love to find out, you know, what first drew you to Skin Queen Society? I'm having a little bit of a breakup issue here, but I'll just talk about it. Um, with COVID and the Zoom generation hitting me, I suppose it's been fantastic for me being in um, North Queensland where I am. It was always a big undertaking to get down to the beauty expos or to any of the uh, big seminars that were on. Uh, it was thousands and you had to leave your business and my little children and all of that sort of stuff. So um, not even my kids aren't little anymore, but this uh, COVID's been amazing for just the fact that I can, I can get all the, all the knowledge and all the information without actually having to leave home. Yeah. And it's, when you've been, I mean, I've continually updated and always done um, the refreshes with my the skincare companies that I've dealt with, Algology and Fleur de Mer for well, my whole 30-year career I've been with them. And even though I've dabbled in about 15 others, they've just been a mainstay and very good with the information that they provide. But now, if, if I wasn't babysitting my grandson on a Monday, I could do a Zoom every Monday with Algology and, and be learning even more. Um, so that's been good. But what you feel um, when you've been doing this long enough is, am I old hat? You know, have, have I lost something? 
because I'm not down there and I, I haven't invested in IPL and I chose that my house and my mortgage were more important to me than the trust um, in a person who sells a machine to me telling me that their machine's going to solve every skincare problem as well as hair removal and a bit of fat blasting at the same time and is mortgaging my house worth it because I'm just a solo operator and I decided pretty well on that no it's not and I'm just going to stick with what I know but I also want to learn more the whole time and doing the Skin Queen Society quite a few of your courses now have um, shown me that number one I'm not old hat and they've also polished yeah, the, the way that I'm, I'm learning how to sell, because I've been doing this for 30 years and I've sold in this squat. Yeah. So <laughs> the one thing that I needed to um, improve uh, on. That's what I need to get in business is to actually now, I'm working the hours that I want. I have full books. Oh, but you just, to sell some product every day, that will just take my income to the level of amazing for only working three days a week, because that's all I work now. Yeah, and that's like, this is the thing, right? When we own our own businesses, um, you don't want to be going back to working all the time because that's not why we work for ourselves. We want to work for ourselves so we have the flexibility. But then I see so many business owners getting caught working all the time. And I'm like, but if you work smarter, not harder, then you can really, um, you know, not leverage your customers and your clients in a bad way, but it's just in a way of serving them a little bit more so you can maximize your opportunities, maximize their results. And then it strengthens that relationship all around. So I so love that you said that though, because nearly every person that I've spoken to, whether they've been in the industry for two years, five years, 20 years, they've been like, oh, do like, Am I out of date with my information mm. because the industry moves so quickly? And even I worry about that too. I'm like, gosh, am I still presenting the most up-to-date knowledge because, you know, new trends come out, new information comes out, new research comes out. So I'm always trying to make sure that I stay on top of my game. Um, but I love that, that you're like, hold on a minute. No, I do know this. I do know what I'm saying, but it's just helped to refine you know, the way that you say things, the way that you educate your clients. So that's so awesome to hear. Because that must be a vote of confidence for yourself too at the end of the day. It certainly has. Um, yeah, it really has been. And it's also been a bit of an eye-opener in that I realise I've been underselling what I actually can offer to them by not talking about how much I know about their skin. Just letting them come and relax and have a good old chat with me because everyone, you know, loves to come and have a big chat. And We're women, yeah. Because it's always laughs with me. Um, but there are so many, yeah, I've got all these beautiful clients whose skin is good because they see me every four weeks like clockwork and some of them have been coming for more than 20 years. Yeah. But the ones who I haven't recommended home care to because 20 years ago they said they didn't want to be sold to. Oh, Carrie. It's been 20 years of them using Arbonne or, yeah. you know, St. Ives, and I've been letting them down by not actually telling them what I know about like, their skin and how we can actually make their skin feel better. And your um, percentage mark of what I do in the salad is 20%, but what they do at home is 80 absolutely sums up uh, how much more they can get out of their skin if, if I was to give them that education. So I'm on it. I'm so proud of you for saying that like 
you're able to serve them so much better by giving them the options because that's the thing. People be like, oh, you know, they're already spending so much money with me. I don't want to make them spend more money. But yeah, it's a way of looking at it. It's a way of, well, I'm just going to serve them. (laughs) And that's really important to do. And I think that I've just focused too much on having rich client retention because I am in a little town. um, And for so many years, you just worry that your clients won't come back. Uh, you know, so you just want them to keep coming back for your treatments and then once you've got that locked down. But then they're happy with what you've done and you've never sold to them before, so you don't. So, um, yeah, and it's not selling, it's educating, like you say. It's just telling them what I know about how their skin will react if we use something different on it. So You probably blow their mind at the same time. So apart from like... Well, in- just in this last eight weeks it has. Yeah, there you go. That's so impressive. Congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. So apart from like not being confident to sell, was there anything else prior to doing Skin Queen Society that you struggled with? Like, was it like you struggled to explain hyperpigmentation or you struggled with explaining barrier or you weren't exactly sure how to treat aging the best? Was there anything else in terms of like skin? that you? Probably the one that's really stuck with me is the dry acne. You know, there's been, I'm at the age group now with my clients who were teenagers who came for leg waxes or I did their makeups for their grads 10 years ago and now they're 27 and um, they've never had a pimple in their life. And I've seen those girls for the last 30 years, but using the terms dry acne, I I hadn't got into that because we didn't learn that when I did my beauty therapy. Um, And that's been the one where I've thought, oh, this is just going to, help me explain so much better as to why we need to get their barrier function under control first and then we're going to work on everything else so that's so awesome that got me it's like the little nuggets hey it's like oh that's right and sometimes in college they don't even explain things properly even for me like (laughs) I was like for years how do you explain hyperpigmentation and then when I actually had somebody explain it to me properly and I understood it the right way I was like my gosh, this is life-changing as a therapist. So it's like so good to hear that. Absolutely. Helped. Um, So I know that sometimes investing in yourself professionally can be a little bit scary because you're like, oh gosh, it's a lot of money. Is it going to be worth it? Is it actually going to help me? What advice do you have to any business owners or therapists who are listening to this who are currently feeling that way about investing in themselves professionally? I don't think you can go wrong as long as you, I mean, Instagram and your profile that's out there now, everybody should have the ability to actually do a bit of background searching to make sure that the person you're going to sign up and spend your hard-earned money with actually is going to offer you what you want rather than just signing up for a seminar, buying plane tickets, getting down there and then finding they just want you to stop their skincare range and you're not actually (laughs) going to learn anything. And it's a $10,000 opening order because that happened to me too. Yeah, Um, yeah, I I think just looking into people a little bit, it's easier and there should be recommendations out there now. So, yeah, Yeah. that's what I try really hard with um, Skin Queen. Like I, I really look at it as building a community and that's why I really nurture my community so much because the industry's small, people talk. If I'm doing a shit job, people are going to find out. But I know that if I'm offering value and if I'm really looking after community, like my community, 
that's going to help me to grow my community because like what you said people can research people can look up reviews people can be like oh have you done her course before what did you think and they all talk to each other so I totally agree with you. I think everybody should be. And that's, you know, that's really a a good um, value added part. The fact that we can all then join your Facebook group and there's a like-minded group of people with many different scopes in in that Facebook group. Yeah. I'm I'm getting a lot out of that too. Yeah. I know it's it's really good. I mean, the other thing that you touched on too is because when we do our training and because the um, beauty industry is unregulated at the moment still in Australia there's yeah. been a, a lack and a loss of um, credibility you know in the last 20 I years I think the first 10 years the uh, regulations were all still there but it's just I've gone to shit's the wrong word because it's actually gone up so many many levels <laughs> in some instances but then yeah there's also the the cowboys out there just can have a good old go at it and uh, there's no regulation. And then there's no follow-up too with how you keep um, updating and having that counted against your qualification because I've got a, a drawer full of certificates, but they don't actually mean yeah. anything in the scheme of things except that I'm putting them to use. Yeah, I agree. It's similar to like, you know, if you're going to be a nurse here in Australia, you have to do regular training each year to keep your qualification current and same with doctors and I was actually explaining this to my partner the other oh, day even electricians now you know yeah oh, even electricians awesome. every year have to go and, and keep their skills up to date so that's something and I'm sure maybe the a, a B, I see is working yeah, on that I, with what they're doing the so. if anybody from ABIC is listening there is an idea um and I think that's so important for electricians as well like they're doing work on your house just as much as we're doing work on skin. I just think it's so important and that would help with regulations so much. I agree. So I would love to, for you to share your socials. So if anybody wants to find out more about you, your business or connect with you, where can they find you online? Oh, look, I'll be showing my age when you want to go and have a look at my socials. My business name on Instagram is Indulgence Natural Beauty Clinic and on Facebook, but um, I'm severely lacking there. And I do a little bit here and there, but nothing like of your grade with reels and things like that, Um, mainly because I can't afford to attract more clientele. Um, At this stage, I would have to work more. And so I'm in that holding pattern. but yes, I appreciate that. But yeah, come and have a look. You'll go, oh, look at this old girl having a crack. Well, <laughs> even yeah, if people no want to pick your brain, they might be listening to this. They'll be like, oh, I'd right. love to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Shoot me a DM if there's any questions. But yeah. About it's, connection. Um, it is. And I love that. And that's definitely something that I really enjoy in the Facebook groups too, where someone will ask a question and it's like, oh, you know, absolutely. I've seen that or done that. Or, you know, it's, it's wonderful yeah. to be able to be part of the community and I think COVID just broke down so many walls for beauty therapists through those groups on Facebook it's been fantastic I would agree with you because they're like holy crap we're all in this together <laughs> yeah and we all sat on on that yeah uh group on Facebook and just went right oh girls yeah let's do this what are we going to do yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, thank you so it's much nice. for um, coming on the podcast today. I so appreciate it. I, I love getting to know you a little bit more. Obviously, I've had you in the program, but you know, it's rare I get to speak to everybody one on one. So, really appreciated it. And I, you know, thank you for coming on, especially like we're filming this on Easter Monday. So, technically, it's a public holiday and a day off, but thank uh, you for giving me your time. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for everything that you're pumping out. And I look forward to what you do next, Kelly. Thank you. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it or learned something new, be sure to share this on Instagram and tag me at Skin Queen. That's Queen with three E's. And I'll be sure to repost you. Have an amazing day and stay moisturized.